and welcome back to Keeping It Arcadia, brought to you by AUSD Digital Communication Internships podcast team. I'm Joyce, and I'll be your host for today. With the passing of the anniversary of the start of quarantine, many of us have been jolted awake by the bizarre realization of the relentless passing of time. This pandemic undoubtedly is one of the biggest events of our lives, impacting everything from social interactions, learning, relationships, and general mental health and fear for the future. As Arcadian students especially, we face a lot of challenges in balancing school, social life and family relations, high parental expectations and the pressures of the Asian community, college applications, and other extracurriculars, in addition to the already painful challenge of growing up all of which take a toll on the mental health of students. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Okay, I know, that question has been getting on my nerves too. Sometimes it's ingenuine and sometimes you just have no real answer. But the thing is, it's important to know how you are, especially considering the school we go to. Arcadia isn't exactly known for being laid back and chill. It's more the opposite. And on top of all the pressure from parents, other activities, and of course, just getting through the teen years, it's a lot. And because it's a lot, we have to be all the more diligent about keeping ourselves mentally and emotionally okay. The school has set up various resources this year, one of them being the Wellness Center, which provides resources to students such as weekly check-ins, separate sessions, and other activities. They also recently established a wellness YouTube channel to promote wellness further. We have a team of content creators, a team of marketers, we have a team of um, editors, and it's a student-centered channel. And so there's there's two parts to it. One is we want to offer tips, like wellness tips, right? Um, about self-care, about you know other things that you can do, how to have healthy relationships. So part of it will be that, but the main part of the channel is what I mentioned before about the community connecting and creativity. And we're going to encourage everyone to send in videos and we want to put those things together to really create that community. So we're going to be putting out content that is informative and that helps with support wellness, but we're also really wanting to engage everybody. You can expect self-help videos that we're planning to do, maybe some sketches, fun collabs. Like there's just so much, we can't put it in a category. So it's like, it's really fun and exciting. But some students like Refining Mind Club co-founders Sarah Subjito and Annalise Shu felt the need to establish a separate space for students to discuss mental health and relax. I think Refining Mind is slightly different compared to the Wellness Center because from the student's perspective, it might be some students that find it difficult to maybe like open up to open up to like the Wellness Center since it is part of the counseling department. So I think Maybe they might feel more welcome and more encouraged to talk about mental health in a student-led club since all the clubs are made up of students, like student officers, even though there is a club advisor, but the club advisor does not, like the teacher who's the club advisor does not dictate everything and mainly the students plan it and hold the meeting and then take charge. Our generation is dealing with unique complications existential dread from climate change, being a teen during COVID, and plenty of other problems, some of which are tough for adults to relate to or for teens to talk to adults about. 
These issues are further compounded on social media, which is both a source of entertainment, but also a lot of added pressure and sometimes toxicity. But it definitely negatively affected my mental health, and I also had to take a break as well. And some people would just assume that if you didn't repost, repost like something, you were racist, or like you didn't support this, and that is not true. Like maybe that person just has other reasons. And there were a lot of like assumptions and accusations going around, especially, and that like definitely put a lot of pressure on me, and especially like pressure um, from peers, like whether they were doing it directly or indirectly, is still pressure regardless. And I think that aspect definitely negatively affected my mental health. Uh, since it is still a tough time, like, I think it's definitely gotten a little bit better since I've learned to cope and accept the fact that there are always going to be people who maybe don't agree with what I think. And I just have to accept that because I can't, like, control other people. And I've definitely taken, like, breaks for myself and learn to stay away and recognize when something is getting too much or something is getting out of hand and I should step out, so yeah. There are also problems unique to the Asian community of Arcadia, known for its high rigor expectations and suffocating student competition and pressure. Not to mention, mental health is often a taboo subject in Asian culture. It's not a subject that Asian families tend to talk about openly, if at all, and regular things like going to the therapist are often looked down upon. Sarah, one of the founders of Refine Your Mind, hopes to tackle this through her meetings. We also want to destigmatize the topic of mental health. So we plan on holding some educational meetings as well and inviting some guest speakers to talk about, you know, their the minds, how to destigmatize and further our cause. I think in the Asian community, it's kind of just a culture that we've kind of developed where parents growing a bit obsessive over their, obviously it's just to provide the best for their children, but sometimes if the student just becomes too pressured into, you know, doing well or doing something, it kind of nurtures like a negative atmosphere. So I think like, especially for HS, it's, it's um, more prominently Asian school. I think it's kind of just the culture that we've grew up on. And in order to combat this, I think it's just make mental health more prominent topic at school. Although many parents in the Asian community tend to brush mental well-being aside and sacrifice for academic achievement, there's an unavoidable connection between the two that's often overlooked. You know, maybe traditionally when we think about education and we think about teachers and we always think, oh, okay, it's about getting good grades in math and science and history. And it's absolutely all about that, you know, because I know the most important thing we can do right now is get you guys ready for what you want to do after high school. You know, if that's college, if that's a certain career, if that's going into a vocational track. So that's always our ultimate goal. And I think in the past, and when I say in the past, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, everybody focused so much just on the academic part, right? Schools and administrators always said, okay, what can I do to make our academic programs better? And what we've learned, and I think research has shown this in the last 15 years, is that the only way students are going to reach their potential is if they're also feeling, you know, socially and emotionally stable. And so that's where that comes in. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard 
but there's this, this saying that we have an education of educating the whole child. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's something that like, yes, we have like this pillar of academics, right. To be academically excellent, to offer as many academic opportunities as we can to students, but to educate the whole child and to make sure that their academics will continue to be strong. It's really important that we focus on the social and emotional health of students as well. So to me, we can't do one without the other, right? You can't have a child that is getting, you know, really great grades here, but if they're feeling down about themselves, if they're struggling with stress or anxiety or depression or loneliness or whatever it is, they're never going to do their best academically. Right. So I think the focus has been, um, at our school, especially during the pandemic, it has shown us that now more than ever, it's so important to focus on your emotional well-being, so that way you can do well in school. So that way you can reach all of your goals. So that way you'll be prepared after high school to move on to whatever goals you'd want to to achieve. So how do we combat these intense pressures? Jasmine Wang, a DCI and Arcadia alum, reflects on her time in high school and what she's realized through her experiences in college. My answer is always super, super cheesy, but it really is like the cheesiest things that make a lot of sense once you realize it. And honestly, I realize that perfection is definitely overrated and there's just not enough time in life to waste your time on opportunities that don't really matter to you and to waste your energy on things that negatively impact you or something for a superficial purpose. So I think going into high school, a lot of people have this college climbing mentality and want to be perfect, 4.0, 1600. And you really don't need that to be successful in life because I think that inhibits you from really reflecting on yourself and focusing on what you actually care about and what you actually want in life. And it really inhibits you in the process of growth. So I think even though I'm here at Yale and I have had moments of imposter syndrome, it's very important to remember we're here for a reason. We are all amazing and passionate about something. We're going to do something amazing in the future one way or another. And the process of growth and growing up is really just finding what that thing is and being able to represent whatever that is that you're passionate about or go towards that. So if anyone listening ever feels imposter syndrome, just remember you are amazing and that you will be okay no matter what other people are doing. Of course, it's also imperative to recognize when we need breaks and learn that we can sometimes prioritize relaxation over homework. For me personally, I don't put too much effort into homework anymore because a majority of my classes aren't really related to what I want to do in the future while my mental health and relationships definitely will have a big effect. I think an important way to recognize when you need a break is just like if you're feeling extremely overwhelmed and stressed. And I know that kind of sounds, it's easy to say it, but maybe it's not too easy to recognize it. I just think that like maybe once you recognize that you're getting a lot of anxiety or like you can't like focus or concentrate when you're doing work, that's when you should take a break and take time for yourself. Because school is not everything, right? We also have our other priorities, whether it's like extracurriculars and of course mental health and other things with family. Then you can learn to take a break, like do something you like. 
Jasmine Awang describes two routines that have helped her relax and also distinguish between the blurry loop days of quarantine. I started meditation two years ago because I had anxiety attacks sometimes and I would feel very, very stressed. And I think because I was so involved in so many things, meditation really allowed me to just take a moment and just focus on my breathing, which I think was super, super helpful, especially with my anxiety, because meditation helped me refocus on myself and what I was doing and allowed me figure out what is stressing me out and really understand why I'm feeling a certain way and just remembering my goals. It's an act of self-care for me. And I think it's only been a month since I've been doing daily gratitude on my Instagram, but it's been really nice because it really gave me an outlet to just focus on what I'm doing during a day and reflect on it. And just sitting there for five minutes thinking about it, I realized like, yeah, I had a really great conversation with this person, or the sun is so pretty today. I really love the sun, especially when it is cloudy and snowing here in New Haven. Thank you so much for tuning in to our second podcast episode of 2021. For more resources, you can reach the Wellness Center on the AHS website or at Arcadia Wellness on Instagram. You can also check out the Wellness YouTube, Arcadia High Wellness, for upcoming skits and videos at Arcadia Wellness YT on Instagram as well. For further resources, many of us probably agree that friends can be the best source of support. And family too. Although I don't talk to my family much about mental health, I have gotten a lot closer with my family now that we're forced to interact with one another. As for me, I've been also finding myself a lot more grateful that this whole situation has happened in a time with such advanced technology that allows us to stay connected. If you like this podcast, please like, comment, and follow our AUSD, Instagram, Facebook, and other social medias. We also have a new DCI Instagram account at Arcadia DCI, so you can check that out to get updates on DCI and get to know us better. You can also visit dciausd.weebly.com for more information and the full list of episodes. This has been Joyce with Arcadia High's DCI. Thanks for listening and take care of yourselves. This is Keeping Arcadia signing off.